Damaged Goods Podcast. But she's not, so don't worry. She probably I'm, I'm not worried. Yeah. I used to think Boston people like were the urbaniest, whiteiest, trashiest, but uh Oof. I think I think uh Philadelphia's got them beat, dude. You've you've had some experience uh traveling around the country, so yeah. you probably but have urban some white trash, unique I'm perspective. Talking. I'm not not trailer trash, like city right, white trash. Yeah. Boston I used to think, but dude, f- compared to no disrespect to all my Philly uh fans and our friends or listeners. Oof, here it comes. Pretty here like, it comes. you guys beat us in the trash department. We look like oh. scholars compared. Oof. Philly. But the cool. Right? I love Philly. Very Your last cool. stop there ever. Very cool. Very cool, but no vegetables in the city. Dude, they, they throw D batteries at Santa Claus. What do you think they're going to do the next time you show up? Rugging. I, well, I don't go. I, know, I keep it low <laughs> key. I've ended up in Pittsburgh a lot more recently. You know, Camden's right across the river. I heard that's, it's, true, that's, it's a nice, that's a nice town. Baltimore is close, though, to Philly, aren't you guys? It's like two hours. Uh, oh, okay. No, nah, no, maybe less. Not that close. Funny story. Uh, I. What was it? My. 18th birthday, I guess, or I don't know, 21st. I can't remember. I once drove my friend up to Philly because we knew a spot that just buy drugs. Well, no, no it's <laughs> not that dark. Well, you can buy plenty of drugs without leaving Baltimore yeah, County. Yeah, let me yeah. tell what you. am I thinking? That's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, no, it was just like a random. I don't even know how I had found this place, but it was like a random place on the street that just uh, would sell fake IDs. Oh, that's a great reason to drive. And so I we feel. literally just drove there. He. Like, I, I didn't even go in the place. He just went in, came out maybe, like, How 30, 40 minutes picture? later. No picture? It was they just some bullshit. It was, you know, some guy was like, if you if you pay 50, 60 bucks, I don't even know. It was, like, less than 100 for sure. And they'll cool make deal. you a terrible fake ID. It's not very good at all. Did it work? But it will, yeah, it'll work, yeah. Nice, dude. So we went down to uh, Federal Hill, Baltimore, yeah. that night, and, you know, did the... Uh, did the thing you do? <laughs> just broed out and <laughs> is that a drinking alcohol is awesome. Oh, this man. is fun. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It takes a toll on Baltimore. Is a fine place. I know. I'd like to. Should, I'd like to hang out. As we were talking a little bit uh, before we came on, you, uh, I think you would find that uh, fantastic community and some excellent restaurants too. Yeah, so. my guest today is a spokesman of Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> Unpa- Marty unpaid Martin Caballero Martin. Do I have to say Martin? Yes, absolutely. You can call me Marty, which is Marty. Uh, how like Marty. it's like all my friends call me Marty. <laughs> that was the so first, there you go. first fake name I used in school when I was like in third grade. I wrote Marty McFly on my homework. Yeah. And the teachers didn't think it was funny, but <sighs> I, I thought it was cool. Well, yeah. that was my absolute inspiration. Yeah. So Martin, Martin, that's yeah. my name. Yeah. Just don't call me Martin. That's the only Martin. thing that I don't do. Yeah, don't so, worry. You know. I, I don't think I've ever called you. I usually no, just call you Marty. No, of course not. Marty. What am I going to do? Beat you up? Come on. I hope not. Christ. In my own fucking podcast. <laughs> Marty is a, is a writer, journalist, music critic, and um, a, a good homie of mine who was on Russian Souvenirs, and he's back yes. here for Damaged Goods. He's in, he's in town in sunny Santa Monica, California. Yeah, well, thank you for welcoming me oh, into your house. Yeah, and, we just uh, eat some pumpkin soup. Fantastic Got meal. Yeah, it was belly. great. Not too was... fat, actually. I feel pretty chill. This man is an amazing host. If you ever get a chance, get get it. get hosted. Not only are you the Baltimore <laughs> spokesman, now you're the fucking Jake the Snake spokesman, dude. I need yes. you. I like that. Thank you. Sell me, sell me. What's uh? What's you got the rubber band on? What are you selling drugs, dude? What's going on? No, no this more is writing? the thing I picked up from a friend of mine. Actually, uh, is it a fucking one no, of those Livestrongs? It, it, no, it's a rubber band. I dude. would never. It's a yeah, drug it's a rubber band. Yeah, yeah. It's um. You know, I try to be subtle about it, but yes, okay. I deal. I deal a lot of drugs. Do you remember that? Do you are you aware of that? Steve of course, of course, okay, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rap music critic, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm a poser, Jake. Come on, look at me. But I mean, dude, I I used to have a lot of friends and myself at one point in time. With rubber bands on my wrist. This is yes. <laughs> I don't think I would ever be confused. Skinny little kid with rubber bands on my wrist, but for you know they were getting put to put to use. Yes. In a different time. Now I have profits. A, I have a heavy metal T-shirt. Death that is Angel. a fantastic shirt. Man. It's the, this band uh, from San Francisco, Death Angel. I have uh, I've toured with them and worked for them. They're very cool. The uh, the guitarist and the drummer Ted and Will are good homies of mine. Fucking hilarious dudes, and it's a dope ass shirt. It's a tour shirt. When they opened for Slayer and Anfax, and That's I just liked the shirt a lot, and they gave it to me too. And I liked them a lot. So it's it's if for the you know listeners who can't see the shirt that I'm looking at right now, it's got two. It's got it's like a mirror image, like two eagles. It's got a fucking skull with a sword through it. I mean, the band's called Death Angels, so just use your imagination. I'm glad you broke it's, it down because I'll be honest, I still can't fucking make it it's out. Wild. It's my shirt, and I don't even know what's on it. Do, do check it out in front of a mirror sometime. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's it's, it's worthwhile. I wear these uh, when I go surfing a lot. I end up wearing a lot of these like heavy metal shirts that have a choir. Okay. <laughs> for strangely, 
and so it's, it's well that's a, that's awesome okay so uh as jake mentioned I, I used to do a bunch of music writing not so much anymore but you know i still a big music fan and you know i didn't do a lot of you know coverage about uh writing about you know like metal bands and stuff like that I but that is an amazing <laughs> because i didn't write about it because i don't know it and i'm it's not like interesting i'm not like seen behind the curtain yeah. how the sausage is made it's still like fascinating to me i mean dude you know? i don't it's even like, know much about you know i'm I come sure. from a hip-hop background so sure, sure, sure. for me it was like learning about right. a whole new not a whole new to me per se i knew some bands and some of the music i like but it's like a new culture getting exposed to it yeah, right. by work um you know what it's like it's one of the only few, at least that I can think of, like musical genres slash cultures that's like truly underground right now. You know, at the one point in the 80s, yeah, like more hair metal, more pop version of metal, but metal in general was huge and very popular. And then come the 90s, that shit's fucking gone. And even now it's big, but it's, it's like this underground thing. Like if people come to these shows, these fans, they don't give a fuck about anything. They're not trying. There's no trying to be cool. Not to say like I like their style. That ain't the fucking prettiest people on sure. the block. But I respect. <laughs> I respect that. And and it's truly I don't give a fuck shit. No, I'll keep it funky. <laughs> I just don't track me down. I'll get you free Slayer tickets. Be nice. Um, but yeah, dude, they really they're really liberated from all that shit. Like you know, whether it's EDM, indie rock, hip hop, DJing, like it's all very or straight up pop music, very much in tune with popular culture and trying to fit certain molds and contain certain ethos in your brain. And, and like these people are none of that, dude. Right. It's it, and that's awesome because it's like, you know, uh, music is so often sold to you these days in a way that's like you know trying to force feed you this like emotional connection to mm. you know to whatever pop song it is but like wow when you i'm sure you go to the shows and it's like those people are having like a real deep emotional connection like maybe it's like they're wilding out crazy it doesn't mean that they're like you know somber yeah. or anything but like they are they're fucking connected it. and into it and like what more can you ask for like yeah. that's what music is all that. about i can like, respect it yeah because you know how many times have you been at a concert where you, people are like on their phones or just bullshitting and just like, mm. you know, completely distracted. Yeah. Like I at mean, least there's people who are like engaged. Yeah. Yes, I, I will exactly. say that heavy metal shows compared to, and I go to a lot of music show. I've worked for a lot of different bands as an artist myself. I just been to so many different genres, uh, classic rock and, uh, heavy metal, the least amount of phones. Classic rock because the motherfuckers are old Exactly. <laughs> and heavy metal. Cause you can't, it's hard to break your phone out in the mosh pit or wilding out, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, I, I I dig that. It's like you know, going to a museum. Like, I, it's, it bugs me out when people like start busting out phones and cameras in a museum. Too. I won't even front. I and I feel like a dick when I do it. But sometimes, like, damn, that's a dope ass piece. I, I want to, you know, absolutely. But it is a dick move to do too often in there. I just don't know. Do you watch it later? I do actually. Okay. Like, if I want to show respect. people, like, yo, check, like, certain. Okay, I just saw this Kusama exhibit in uh, the Broad in L.A. and it was like a hard exhibit to get tickets to. I got hooked up. And I, there was some shit, and I was like, oh, man, I got friends, people who want to see that shit. So I've, like, shown it to people. And then and then you want to fucking post it, too, to show people how cool you are, that you went to some fancy I, shit. No, I, how I artistic that, yeah. I am. Exactly, I got to let everybody right? know, Marty. I'm, you know. Where have you been, asshole? <laughs> this is where I've been. Get some oh, culture. Man. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you know, as a dude who, who you know, a journalist and a, a guy who writes a lot of music journalism, I'm sure you've had to go to a lot of shows, right? And I'm Absolutely. sure you've had to go to a lot of shows that you probably didn't even want to go to, like... That shit sucks dick, huh? It, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, absolutely. That's the thing. When you do it, like, I guess, you know, semi-professionally, uh, you know, it was getting published in, in, you know, I guess, recognized publications. Tell him where you were writing, dude. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was, know. you know. I mean, he's being um, very humble. He's been very for, humble. Well, for concert reviews, it was just, you know, I live in Boston. I've been in Boston since 2004, so... Um, I've written for a lot of publications in that area, so I think you know around the time. Uh, it's not was, names. No, around the time I was writing for the Herald and the Globe, oh, so Boston that sort Globe, of sequence. That's when I was going to a lot of concerts. Yeah. So the Herald, you know, when it used to do music yeah. stuff. I don't back, even know what doesn't yeah, doesn't know. dial it back a while, a decade. Uh, but um, yeah, definitely. I, the worst shows to go to were by far uh, the. It's now, I think, Xfinity Center, but it used to be Comcast Center. It's oh, dude, a, yeah, I've worked, I've had to work that venue many times. Terrible. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. It used to be like the, it used to be Great Woods back in the day, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Great the Twitter Center. Twitter Center. Twitter oh, okay. Center. Yes, what exactly, I knew it was yeah. the Twitter Center. Yep, yep. yep. Um, it's hot there well, in the summer. It's dude, that's where like the peop That's where you get like the, the crazy ass motherfuckers. Oh, like, dude, yeah, I've been there with bands and yeah, artists and yeah, work. I know you know, and it's them. like it's like that's where it gets like mad grimy and weird shit. Like I, I'm like I'm so, not we weird saw, I saw Dave Chappelle there. 
Oh, really? That's yeah, awesome. it was a oddball comedy tour some years ago. Nice. So, yeah. That was anyway, that, those are the worst places. And those are the ones that I usually had to cover, like, um, what is it, like the fucking summer jam or winter uh, Christ, ball, like, yeah. and just like, you know. Yeah, uh, the, the shit, awful. yeah. I yeah. mean, well, it's like, you know, like, we were talking about this earlier over supper in a... Now that I don't like do music as an artist anymore, I don't go to as many shows that sometimes you go to these shows for, um, you know, exposure, networking, trying to build relationships, shit like that, show love, respect, whatever, whatever. And I went to like so many shows I really didn't want to go to in my life. And now I don't. Anytime I go to a concert now, it's either I'm working or it's I really want to be there. Right. And like, like this is an artist I like. And so it's so much fun. And I have more time to do other shit so I get to watch n- dope movies and cinema. And exactly, shit, exactly. You know? Uh, get to, yeah, I love you don't it. have the expectation, right? You can yeah, just go dude, there and, I go and as a and fan, like, dude, exactly, and I don't have to do right? shit, but like smoke some weed, have a drink, maybe sit down, and then I chill, dude. And I do do other shit. Like I, I, I do love to take in a nice film, go to dope theaters. LA's got a lot of dope little indie theaters. You know, I'm always you watching still have shit. The, you still have the classics, like the one, one uh, main theater, or whatever. Um, you know, there's like a couple of those. Like there's, there's like a few, man. There's one. There's two in. Uh, they're both called the Vista, but one in Los Feliz, and there's one that Quentin Tarantino owns, kind of in oh, Silver Lake. Yeah. There's okay. one in West LA, and they'll either have like, you know, old re- rerun old classics or dope little new indie movies that. But even some of the bigger movie theaters out here, they'll always have a couple because it's Hollywood, man. It's LA, so they'll course, still have some of, of the dope little indie movies and shit. So, I love doing that, you know, nerding out on. Well, movie I, shit. We, I mean, we haven't talked in a while, so like, yeah. what, what's what was uh, you a, know, it's a like dope new movie. Well, I'm saying it's a, it's the end of the year, so like looking back, oh, yeah. what, was it, what true, were your movies, true, true. your films, which um, ones stood out to you? Uh, some cool movies that I saw, movies that I really enjoyed. There was this Japanese uh, sword flick uh, by Takashi Maike or Meek. I can I never know how to pronounce his name. He's a very f- famous. Um, Japanese director he's done some crazy movies like Ichi the Killer 13 Assassins he had this dope movie called Blade of the Immortal which was basically like the movie Logan you know the Wolverine movie of course, imagine yeah. that set in feudal Japan with samurais right, right. it was like that it's just a crazy swordsman who can't die because he got cursed and like some young girl wants to avenge her family's death so she seeks him out and finds him and they go on this killing spree and it's so Naturally. fucking gangster but it was like shot so well and real fun and it was a fun time in the theater that was dope was 13 Assassins was that same the, director the, like f- they came in like not too long ago, ago right? yeah okay, five okay. years ago okay um i saw what else did i see i saw shit dude what else was good this did you see year? blade runner um yeah i did see blade runner what's that tone I, in your I, voice I, I like i love the original and i like dude the director villanueva is like one of my favorite directors one of the best new directors great you know the fact that they paid homage to the original in so many ways and i don't know man it was like it wasn't bad but it wasn't great it was, it, it, that he had so much great ingredients to make this meal, and I was expecting him to make such a crazy meal with these ingredients, plus he's a great chef, and the meal was just kind of like, ah, I thought he could have done more with it, it could have served well with some editing, and I feel like Harrison Ford mailed it in for, you know, Gosling was great, Harrison Ford mailed it in, dude. What? Yeah, I think he was barely trying. Oh, wow. I'm Maybe glad we have this old. on. I'm glad we have Are this we gonna, on tape, yeah. so we can just I can gloat over you later when you watch it like a second time. No, really? Harrison Ford was good. Oh, he was. I'm the, that's the thing. It's it's. I understand because I am a huge fan of the original yeah. film, and it just like every you know it just captures a certain sort sort of moment and feeling yeah. it's, that it's film noir. Is, it's not sci-fi. It's film noir. Exactly. But I think the problem is. As with any sequel, and like, what is the wisdom of doing sequels besides make trying to make money? Is that you will n- you're setting impossible expectations, mm-hmm. especially after you let a movie like Blade Runner, which is like a slow, thoughtful movie, marinate for thirty some years yeah, in long, the mind of the people, time. and be like, oh, we're doing a sequel because everyone's concocted 30. their sequel in their head already. Right? Exactly, exactly, and and a perfect thing that you pointed out Harrison Ford's older now like you yeah. could do a totally different story if you had him maybe I, mean, was, I thought it was cool that his character was involved you know well I just didn't know, think he did a great job with it yeah it's tough to say it was like I, they I, I, I don't know I think they did a great job with it I think they did as much to like build off and make a legit second chapter as opposed to 
a like retrofitting of mm-hmm. like yeah 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 I agree I agree let's with that do the same and thing. I, like I they totally flipped it where like kudos you that. know from the beginning that he's a replicant yeah like, Ryan Gosling like you, there's no like they're not trying to trick you there it's not gonna be like a big like surprise yeah, ending yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna and be I like, like a, I respect that they didn't treat you like a fucking M Night Shyamalan f- film goer that know? that movie will benefit I believe from it's going to benefit from time, time passing. and you know what and you look back on a there later is, there's there's movies that that is definitely worked on me so yeah. i will give the siskel and ebert over here we should start a <laughs> fucking movie podcast dude yeah, i would love that is that one of the things i don't never watch them i don't know a movie that, podcast? no that uh, is that one of the things i uh, that was just oh, my that was just that reaction. was a marty thing so you could do my it on our podcast yeah we'll try to edit that out later i played when it was i i like what else was dope this year man did you see uh dunkirk you know, I haven't seen him, and I really okay. wanted to see it. I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan. It was good. It. Yeah. Why was am I like... blanking out on movies this year, dude? No, it's it's already you know. But did you do you go it's to a of lot of movies? Because that devil's lettuce. You... I do. Okay. Uh, this movie Shock Thank Holler, you, but that's, that's not beautiful. It's that's, not a you're, you're a movie goer. You go to yeah. The oh, I love I love yeah. it because Keep it it's alive. one of the few chances I get to turn my fucking phone off. Absolutely. I get to zone out. Yeah. It's really hard for me to do that. I only get that when I surf and when I go to the movies, and I love it. Yeah. I love it, and I get some fucking. Only time I eat popcorn. Movie theater, exactly. Coke. Yes, exactly. And I yeah. fucking get blazed out as fuck, dude. Right. My Eat girl some go, junk food. I'll go alone, and... whatever, dude. I got a couple homies who like to do that same shit too. Yeah. So, you know, it's I, a great thing. Oh man, I love it. But it's it. dying, man. It's so. It is. You know, it's it's like uh, it's, it's like like everything. Mag- magazines and paper uh, that you used to fucking write for, and now you write on digital shit. The whole thing is attention span. That's what's dying. Yeah. People's attention span and people's ability to concentrate for more than a few and minutes at a time too, is totally Convenience, destroyed. I think, is a big part. As you know, especially in America, people are so busy. Everyone worked more than they're supposed to. And so now that you can get, you know, with the streaming services, you can watch a lot of movies, occasionally some that are in theaters. So people are seeking out some of the maybe cuttier movies less and going for convenience and cheaper too. Man, movies ain't cheap. And you got to drive and you maybe you're tired after work or whatever. Now you can just sit on your fucking couch. You can pause it and go to the bathroom when you want and eat supper in front of it. You know, but it's for people that... Like the experience that that want the vinyl, that want to hold the shit, you know, the motherfucker who wants to watch the concert and not film that he was at the concert. Well, it's like that's the reason why I went to go see. You know, I was very anticipated Blade Runner, and then I went to see it on like a huge screen with like the best sound system in the area, or whatever, whatever. Shout out Jordan's Furniture. I watched all. Oh, the, baller! You I went watched, to Jordan's I watched furniture all for of your furniture ads oh. and uh, to get that to this movie. Ponytails, so. baby. Oh God, yeah, he's a special guy. That's dope, man. That's a good place to but watch. Anyway, it. so you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you, I want to like the experience. So some in. movies are supposed to be seen there. So did you yeah, see absolutely. Dunkirk in the theater? Yeah, I saw Dunkirk in the theater. Yeah, I, I saw it in the. It. I think it was forty millimeter. I don't I know. I'm not it, great dude. with that. So that was a, that was a very good movie. Um, it's kind of I felt a little bit of that vibe where you know you're supposed to. You feel like you're supposed to like something a little bit more but than you do. You know what I mean? You mean like you wait, you you liked it more than you were supposed to, or you thought you were supposed to like it more? The, the it's the kind of vibe you know we get like certain like uh, I don't know like you know some people it's like the kind of movie it's like it's Christopher Nolan it's yeah you know, oh, a, oh yeah Tom an amazingly Hardy, filmed movie yeah. it's it's super it's it got was so much up, hype but and it, did, it, and it was and it was good it was good but it was like you. Like, uh, it, it's, you know, you feel like you're supposed to be, like, totally blown away yeah. by it. And you're like, ah, no, well, it was a very good movie with flaws. It had some flaws and it had I'm some sure. bad parts. But it was, like, overall a good movie. You know? movie? I'm trying to, like, dude, so. I'm trying to think about, I saw this movie, Shot Caller. That was pretty good. It wouldn't be, like, best movies of the year. What was in that? Uh, the guy who plays Jamie Lannister. The guy who plays the Punisher. Uh, yeah. The guy who plays the Punisher. Um... Did you see a uh, Baby Driver? Nah, that's the kind of movie Jake the Snake usually steers super clear from. Yeah, it, it was super um, trash. Yeah, that's I could I have a great sixth sense for him. when I watch a movie trailer. I know, rarely am I wrong, dude. Like nine point well, nine times out of ten. Avoid trailers. I'm no, like, but trailers are good because it lets me know what I'm up for. I know what I want. No, but that's you want to be surprised. I just don't like yeah. being disappointed, Marty. Yes. Do you Think have two hours to waste? I don't. <sighs> Come I'm on. I'm busy, dog. Come You're on. busier than me. How am I? More no, busy come than on. You? I, that's the thing. Okay, so that's like going back to like I was listening to an interview with Quentin Tarantino, and he like I felt like he encapsulated it like perfectly when he said, you know, it's like the difference between with like streaming services now. You can, as you mentioned, you can pause, you can play. You have so many fucking options. Like, there's so many shows on Netflix I haven't even Pardon. caught up with, and whatever. Yeah. Um. So there's all these options, and because of that you can just 
you can be like, oh, I like this a little bit, and I'm not into it after 30 minutes, whatever, whatever. Whereas when you used to go to the yeah, to yeah. the You're blockbuster committed. or to the rental store, you would go there and you'd be like very selective. Oh yeah, and you'd look at you the knew box almost. You almost and you and you'd talk to someone who'd be like, oh, did you like this movie? Did you see this? Yeah. Oh, this is good. This is bad. Everyone would like. Anyone who worked at a video store would like. I worked at a video store. Did Boston. you really? Best job of my it. fucking life. Yeah, video that's underground awesome. in Jamaica Plain. Best oh, job of my shit. life, other yeah, than being a musician. Awesome. Yeah, perfect. But go on. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. No one who works at a video store is like passive. Like I don't care, just rent it. Like people, whether they have yeah, a yeah, yeah. valid opinion they're or terrible taste, you, they're, they're passionate about it. Yeah. They're gonna be like, no, that movie sucks, or they're like, uh, whatever. You know. Anyway. God, you so, talk like a writer, like a journalist. So Ellis, I love it. It's so good. I do write a little bit. Uh, but anyway, yeah. so, you're, so you're looking at you're looking at like the like how many times did you go and you just analyze like the cover art? Oh, and millions of times. Just I like when it. you're buying albums and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So what I'm the point I'm trying to get back to, long-winded, is that I like like looking at a movie poster and being like, I'm intrigued. I'm not intrigued. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like go Too in sure. here Too and sure. be like, and it's not like you you know I'm not saying avoid trailers all the time, but like, you know. There, it, especially movies like the more you anticipate, I try to avoid. The, That's true because then you like build Blade up, Runner, yeah, yeah. I try to avoid. I Blade Runner, I was like, I don't want to. I've definitely OD'd on trailers. Yeah, like, watch the same one. Like I can't fucking wait. Yeah, and yeah, it's and it's because making a trailer is a completely different art than making a, a full two-hour good movie. I will. So. There's actually a lot of good movies uh, coming out right now. I mean, this oh, is like, yeah, it's like the this is the good Oscar time. Season, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of movies I want to go to, and uh, just like now, it's like especially like. Not that it's wintertime in L.A., but it, it's a little cooler here and there. And it's fun for me to, like, you know, you put a hoodie on, get all blazed out, and go to a movie theater. So. Did you see the, uh, like, the Planet of the Apes flick? Or the War of the Planet no, but I actually Not heard it was nothing, good. Dude, that was a, that I was heard like it was a actually really good. Flick. I it heard was it was like, good. It was I like, tend to avoid No, I totally of, but I'm just weird like that. That was like... I heard it was good. That was like a big budget, like, but totally, like, not a... Uh, well, the whole theory it was like of that pretty movie fucking serious is and pretty, pretty fucking like dark. The yeah, whole the whole cool. underlying theme of that whole series is 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 pretty ill. And that like, dude is amazing. That. Like the dude, he's just uh, Andy Circus, the guy who just he played like Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Uh, I don't never seen none of so those movies. So he's a he's like a uh, motion capture actor. Oh, okay. well, so he, he played the wears, main, like, this he played suit. the ape. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And like, I don't care what you say. Like that dude is a that's a good performance. Like that makes. Oh, yeah. A fucking CGI character believable. Yeah. So anyway, I like it. I would say that I like when, like, directors and movies or franchises with big budgets, like, are, yeah. you know, they weren't they're willing to commit a lot of money to it yeah. as a commercial enterprise, but go in a direction that is not like kind lowest common artistic. denominator. That's let's true. just be like stupid and you know just try to sell toys or whatever the fuck it is. Like this movie yeah. was fucking it's, pretty yeah, serious. I've heard, I've heard it's pretty bad. It's pretty good. I heard yeah. good things. Gary Oldman was in it too. And, no, it was uh, Woody Harrelson's. Oh, like, that's right. Guy. He's got that. Like, yeah, he's, he's all, like super intense. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I thought cool. Woody Harrelson's dope. Actually. Exactly. I think he's that's what I'm saying. Slept you know, on. So. Uh, he's very slept on. Uh, but he's been nominated for a few Oscars here and there, yeah. so he's he's no he's no fucking spring chicken. I'm trying to think, you got good taste, Marty, for a writer, dude. Uh, you nah, well, see, you you got like you probably I'm have real a, nerdy with it, real no, like, but avant-garde see, old shit that is fucking. I don't know. Some that's even like better, it. man. I just like this shit. The dude, I, I I keep telling people about this movie, and anyone who listens to the podcast is like, "You shut the fuck up." But this came out like three, maybe four years. What year is it now? Two thousand eight, seventeen. <laughs> This All right, like, just for the record, Jake just asked me what year it is. Yeah. <laughs> for anyone keeping score at it's home. It's the two Sauvignon Blancs we had yeah. at supper. If you know Jake, just text him right now what year it is. Okay? This movie is like doing my favor. four years old. It's a British movie. It's about his director. It's his second movie. Because like, you know the director who did Drive and, and Valhalla Rising? Yeah. And Nicholas uh, Winding Riffin? Yes, yes. This is his favorite director. Yeah, you told me about this last time. Did I see? Oh, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Terry, edit that out. And uh, and yet I'm still uh, slacking Uh, on it. Well, I own it on iTunes. I might have to give you my account, and you should watch it. Uh, Famous last words. Well, I don't know. I I share my fucking Netflix with people. I I, I use other people's HBO goes. Do you nerd out? Well, probably not. You're, You're way too, like... You're way too chill for that. But, like, I see, I nerd out, like, with, like, my iTunes and... Music? No, no, no. I mean, like, uh, like organization. 
Oh, like uh, going like like I have all my like oh CDs backed up um, as uh, oh. you know high quality files, and I have like oh, five hundred yeah. some movies on my uh, hard drive yeah. and that I, kind of thing. I, I so. do have like a lot of external hard drives with music, which is not even yeah. as much as compared to other people. I do have a lot of shit on my hard drives. Yeah, that's true. I like I like that's like true. keeping a like mine's a library well, kind mine's of thing. Mine's not well so. organized, but I do have it. Yeah. I don't organize things. I like well. I used to in Boston. I have I had so many books. I have a very limited selection here. In Boston, yeah, I had yeah, like yeah. two very large um, bookshelves, and and I took a lot of pride in the organization of my books. And I yep, used to have a lot yep. more records, and I did that as well. But other than that, I, I would have know. more if I just had my it's too small. I had to run out of space. I love my place, you know? books. Like, I love having like a study. I'm gonna fly all my books oh out my here. God, yeah. I just want to study. Yeah. Like we're gonna do podcasts and leather bound books around us and chairs and cognac on you know like i don't care how like pretentious it sounds but it's fucking it's dope fucking to awesome. look at like your bookcase Dude, and be it's like it's not pretentious we're we're a learned folk you and i we're both come yeah. from right i'm we're writers we both probably come from artists. I we don't appreciate know the written do, word. Yeah, 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 of course. And uh, I, I like, dude, I like fucking, you know, wearing a bathrobe and maybe smoking a cigar and reading some shit or writing yes. some shit. Fire, if I had a fireplace in the study. Oh, my God. It sounds fun, right? Then uh, I think you'd probably need, like, a nice uh, bar, you know, like a little yeah. nice collection of stuff. Pretty Pre-rolls pretty on sweet. a nice, like, silver tray. That'd be I pretty can, sweet. I can see yeah, all that. I like that. I like I that kind of that, yeah. Books around. I like that, dude. Yeah. Records, maybe. Yeah, old school shit like Absolutely. that. Absolutely, vintage. It's vintage easy stuff. to fetishize that stuff too. It's yeah. easy to go down a rabbit hole where you're like, I do that because you know, like I like listening to my music in like you know CD quality or the best quality that I can. Mm-hmm. But that's like a fucking rabbit hole that I see myself being like, wait, 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 wait. like don't don't go nuts with this because like it's just like, I don't like that constant pursuit of like, you know, trying to collect everything or trying to have like the absolute like most HD quality well, yeah, of everything and like, yeah, cause then cause you're you'll always, never get yeah, enough yeah, you're, you're, ne- you're always, always just chasing, chasing the dragon yeah. dude. you're always trying to one up quality it's like you know I don't know people are always like you buy every new phone every time it comes out yeah, it's like it's so the, there's minimal differences between each model maybe every other or something you know but people just are chasing to always keep updating shit and I don't know man I've I've became a lot less materialistic in the last three years uh, and it's it, it's incredibly awesome I fucking I don't know I could never have controlled it before and then shit just changed for me in big ways and it just I started valuing things less I still like things of I course. still buy and collect things but I don't have the attachment to them as much as like I need to have this or oh I hope nothing happens to this that's even more liberating absolutely it, uh, wanting to protect things so much I don't have to protect things as much anymore I don't care you know and then it liberates you from the fear of losing them or not having them or, not, or damaging them or not getting enough or keeping them clean Fucking love. Li- I just like the word liberation. I'm feeling liberated. It's I, I feel like word I, of the last I, I, three well, years. I feel like that's like. Uh, I feel like that's kind of like our generation too. Is like, well, you know that we say like, I know we're not exactly the same age, but I mean like, you know, maybe we are. We're, I think we're both age. millennials, aren't we? I don't know. What is a millennial? I'm the the age range I fall in is millennial, and I think you're younger I than think me, I so too. you're a millennial. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So millennial, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I totally forgot what I was gonna say. But that's okay. <laughs> Terry, yeah, Terry, uh, edit that in the year in one out right he'll, there. He'll edit the years out too. I was gonna say, no, I was saying like people of our generation, like they, you know, everyone's like, oh well, you you're gonna make less money than yeah, your yeah. parents it's and true. all this kind of stuff. Like, but I think when people they don't factor in the fact that like we're, we have different values in general. So like, yeah. like you mentioned, like may, I'm I'm not super concerned about like buying a house and like you know da, 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 like maybe doing some stuff that other people have or being like materialistic and like you were yeah. saying like i'm not i feel like people of our generation are a little bit less afraid to be like we'll manage with yeah well you some you, lesser shit it's just where you're whatever, placing you know? your values like, and it's it's kind of nice if your values are different like some things some for some people it takes a lot to have a good time or to feel successful or to to enjoy shit and i've found things in life especially where i'm at now like some of the things that make me the happiest or I enjoy the most cost me le- less to no money. Totally. Yeah. And th- what it takes to have a good time is, is certain things. It doesn't. It's not associated with uh, material things or, or a cost of spending. And that's been like awesome, you know. And like the, the times in my life I was making the most money. Coincidentally, I was the least happy. I'm not saying making money makes you less happy, but I wasn't as happy as I am now, and I'm making less than that. 
uh, you know, and, right, right, and I mean, there, but there has to be some kind of correlation there. I mean, maybe the stresses of the or is the it the strains? Surfing? Is it surfing? Oh, definitely. This is this helps, is what dude. I'm just thinking about. It, it helps like, keep you know, it like, helps keep the slim figure for sure. It's like I, that's I, just, I could eat rice and beans late at night last night and go surfing today and feel great. You know, working like, when you're surfing, you're having a time. You're probably not like, oh, what else could I be doing? What else uh, could dude, I be buying? You can't you can't think about anything else when you're surfing. It's like it's like cooking for me. Like you have to be completely focused because if you're not focused when you're cooking. You burn the meal You fuck it up It's surfing Like if you're not focused You're fucked But you just never Not focused out there You're always focused And that's And you have no phone You have literally no distraction Right It's so awesome You know It's very well, euphoric Okay so when are, we, when are you Going to do a cooking podcast Is um, that a thing Do people have cooking You know podcasts? like It have know. to I mean yeah, you gotta mic me up. I think, but I think like like we dude, like we eat got, with our eyes. You got though. You need game to have, you though. You got I the know. game, dude. You know, like I was, I used to have like cooking things on YouTube, like before certain rappers were doing. Rap All right, cook so shit. so just that's what I, I what I think like would be awesome. You should just drop drop some. How can people? How can you go from like Being no cooking? Cooks. I mean, being better cooks is like I feel like that's a thing that takes years, right? I mean, that takes a long time. Listen, you know, it takes a while. Right? I'll tell you. But this. how how can you be like tomorrow? I'm gonna cook better than I did today. What, what should, is it? Well, what's the secret? I'll, I'll tell you the secret. Before that, I'm gonna say this though. There's a secret about cooking. It's not as hard as everyone thinks. And, yes. and I'm not saying like I'm the best cook, and I'm not Facts. devaluing my family and friends who are professional chefs. It is a dope art form. And obviously, at a high level, there's a, a next level of artistic skill that goes there. But when you're doing it general, for money, it's it's it's, a it's, thing, yeah. it's not as hard. It's just people assume it's a daunting task, and they get lazy, and they get psyched out because they watch like fucking Bobby Flay on TV every day. You don't have to be fucking Bobby Flay. You can still be a damn good cook. Your mom was not Bobby Flay, but probably a great cook. I think what it is is just picking. Um, simpler things and starting with it and just getting it to be almost like routine where you always cook a certain amount of meals a day or a week and you like it and then you end up wanting to just kind of now I feel so confident making fucking Alfredo you know fettuccine with whatever which I don't make which I, and you I feel so confident making something you don't make. I would, I would, I'm just making that as a fucking thing that somebody else might make. That's too much dairy for me. I don't want anything to yeah, do with that. I was gonna say, but that's, uh, that's heavy. like whatever, you get confident making certain things, and now you want to spice it up, and now you want to make carbonara. You know what I'm saying? Right. You want right, to, you right. know, you keep wanting to like grow and, and stuff. So I think just the consistency of cooking and, and picking things like there's breakfast foods are very easy to cook, very important to eat, and that's that's how I learned. The first thing I learned how to cook when I was a teenager was an omelet. Not and then I like asked my mother, well, how do you make scrambled eggs? She's like, oh, that's mad easy. That's why I had you learn how to do the omelet yeah, first. Right? So like you know, like learn with breakfast foods, and then you work your way up. And and I mean, do pastas are not necessarily the best thing to be eating all the time, but but that's like it's easy. easy. Well, you know, you, you know, boil some water. Chicken, pretty simple. Yeah. You know, it's like the single the yeah. single parent thing. Yeah. And yeah, uh, exactly, yeah, the child of a single parent. You mean? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Spaghetti Macaroni again. Cheese. Learn how oh, to boil I've been your, there. Yeah, oh, you learned how to boil your mac, craft mac and cheese. But uh, my yeah. favorite. What was your favorite shit to make as a kid? If you had, you had, I said you had a single mother, or you grew up with just a mom. Yeah, well, my parents got divorced in, so when I was like when nine. you were young, and your mom yeah. was gone, and you were like young enough to start making stuff for yourself. What was some of your go tos that Marty made when mom was uh, at work, slaving away wherever she was? Making for myself. As a young Martin Caballero in, in well, Maryland, definitely Baltimore County. The same kind of thing. Like, definitely eggs were, like, mad early. Like, you know. Yep. That's, like, that's, as you mentioned, that's a perfect observation because it's, like, it's, like, getting over that initial just, like, it's, like, oh, shit. Like, that seems, like, so difficult. And then you're, like, wait a second. That's fucking mad easy. Just, like, it takes, like, five seconds. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't. It took me a while. It was more like when I went off to college and like those like later years when I started like cooking uh, more for myself. Yeah. You know, when you're a teenager, you're fucking just shoveling shit in your mouth constantly. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. whatever. No, I know. I, I, I like learned some things. Uh, I used to make like ham and cheese sandwiches on bagels. Oh, yeah. Well, on sandwiches, bagel, yeah. But on sure. a bagel with like mustard and mayonnaise and toast yeah. that, though. Yeah, yeah. And then like whipping up certain pastas and like. I don't know shit like that, and then I don't know. It was cool. It's weird. It's, it's funny. It's like when you're a boy of, of well, a single mom, and you know. What was what was like? Did you have like the birthday dish? Did you have like the? No, I don't like, like a lot of attention on my birthday. I'm weird. Well, uh, not not like that. Like, oh, but, but my like, shit, I wanted always like moms. you know your mom's like, like all right, what do you want to eat? Like oh. it's your birthday. What do you want me to oh, make dude. you? Or like yeah. you know, my mother get, has a few really. My good mom was staples. always we can go out or you I can make you like this or your this or whatever you want. And what did you go do? I usually well what'd I don't know I probably do? did a mix of both. Well, no, what did you like? What did you have? She oh, was the go-to cooking. was uh, like the milanesa. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. just like the fucking like the breaded chicken with cheese. Yeah, shit? yeah, it was yeah, like this, tasty. and that's like and that's uh, real typical like stuff that you find in like Buenos Aires. You know, it's yeah. just you know like 
every, it's the kind of thing that every restaurant serves. It's like a basic kind, but just like a little wedge of lemon. Yeah. And like maybe some fries or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was simple shit, but it was just, you know, beautiful, delicious. That's pretty good, dude. My mom does like a, this is like a mean clams linguine. Oh, yes, exactly. Like Like that kind of thing, you know, like they're not obviously, you know, she's not like doing like crazy recipes, but like just just the simple great health food. Man, I love that. I love that. I'm saying. All right. I love cooking. It's it's fun. It's It's fun. It is. Well, you know what? There is, I believe there is uh, some connection, you know, some is stronger in some people than others, I guess. But uh, with like artistic interest in yeah. cooking it's it's another art so like you know there's mad people who are in music and film or whatever it is some kind of writing art and their cooking is like a natural segue yeah. i i cooking there's like two schools of thought and like i think people who have a more stressful time cooking kind of go to this one school of thought that's very it's very measured it's very calculated they look at a recipe they follow it they time it they need the right measurements and then like i kind of got taught in the more artistic way of just like my mother doesn't follow any recipes, but you knowing what flavors go together, what don't, how much you needed this, what little tricks to do, how you can speed things and slow things up, and and just kind of going with that and knowing, oh, like you know, this would be a good idea, this is not a good idea, these little chef tricks, and that's the way I cook, which is real free form and artistic, so it's fun, it's it's very expressive. Well, it, once you have a little confidence and you know what you, I mean, everyone knows what they like, right? It's like, oh, you like spicy, you like not spicy, you like whatever, whatever, yeah. and you're like, oh shit, uh, instead of just doing. One teaspoon, uh, I'll do two because I like, you know what I mean? And yeah. just like, it's not that big a deal. Just fuck around and have some fun. Yeah. Do you ever get to write about any, you never did any writing about food, restaurants, nah. journal, restaurant, that's journalism? A di- that's critic. a different thing. That's that's whole like, another that's thing. a whole other game. And you know, that's like serious shit. You know, like I didn't. What do you mean? You, but music shit is not serious? No, no, Why no. Why is no. that serious? No, no, absolutely is. But I'm, I'm explain. I'm saying like the music shit is serious, but is the kind of thing where, you know, I don't really. It, it has an impact to a certain degree if you, if you want it to, but I'm not going to, like, if I review something that was, I give it a bad review, I don't think I'm going to, like, torpedo the success of this album. Yeah, or some this, dude's career. I'm not going to be like, wow, this dude just got destroyed because Marty wrote this review and said, skating, like, eh, skating his, his bars weren't, weren't fire enough and, you know, blah, blah, some bullshit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But if you're, if you're a food critic, <laughs> yeah, you that ruin, shit you will actually happen. Huh? If you're a restaurant critic, like, yeah, you need, and, true, actually. and you can't, I, I and you can't, that. and also the other thing is too, you can't, uh, you can't order what you want. You got to order you know, if like the oh, if, the chef gives you the best shit. If the house specialty is some shit that you would never order, you uh, can't just be like, oh, I didn't eat it because I don't like you uh, know mushrooms. Boo hoo! You can't get your you get free all this free dang food. They get pretty dang free food. Right, what but what I'm saying job. is like you got to be able to like put oh, that into oh. you got to put Open that into head. writing. You got to be able to eat everything. But I feel like most yeah. of those critics probably are fucking some fat. No, 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 no. no. That's what anything. I'm saying. But I'm trying to explain to you why I never did. Oh, that. oh, it's because you know like I don't have that kind of like next level palate that I'm going to be telling somebody. Nah, I mean, I, I love food, I'm, but I love food like the next guy. I'm not going to be, t- you know, I, I can't take responsibility for like, yo, this, a bad review in the Globe, like, would fuck up your really? shit. So yes, yeah. But restaurant game is tough. It's tougher than it, the rap game. That has game, real dude. impact. Think about it's it. In LA, in yeah. LA, if some like, big chef opens a restaurant and then LA Times and whatever, whatever it does, like, it's yeah. like, yo, this place blows. This, like. LA Weekly shits on him. Is it bad? Rest in peace, LA. Well, yeah, so what happened? Like, what they're closed down. I just seen that all over the interwebs. What does that mean? So, uh, and, they, and they're like, are they like the LA Times? Are they more like a artsy magazine, like our newspaper? LA Weekly. Yeah, dude. Is I don't a, know is shit. A, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's all you know. And I'm not trying to like say that I'm like you know on no, top of everything. You but are. you're smart. But you know, I just you know I worked at uh, Alt Weekly yeah. in in Boston so, for many years. Called it. Uh, the dig yeah, and the, the weekly dig, dig and dig awesome. Boston. Shout out to the dig. Yeah, Shout out to still going. Mark Snyder, Chris still yeah. fucking going strong. Good for them. Yeah. And honestly, like, anyway, whole other thing. But it, basically, uh, LA Weekly is an, is like the dig, a oh, alt so it's, weekly. It's, it's an, an alternative dig. newspaper. Oh, yeah. So it's I the people you. who are not getting fucking paid shit tons of money. Yeah. Who are really fucking passionate about what they do and doing really excellent writing, oh, really great work down, about dude. music, film, art. Well, what happened was they didn't shut down. It's still there, but they were purchased. They were part of uh, the Village Voice media group yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, shut down in print version anyway. So, oh, really? Yeah. 
Village oh. Voice is no longer in print. I believe it's still on the web. Oh, I haven't man. Shit is ventured there. But sad. anyway, so this uh, basically a new group of owners bought the company and immediately, like without warning, fired everyone. But I think like one or two, three people uh-huh. like editors. Well, Why they fire them? Because Cleaning the house. Well, it's because anytime you bring in. I think in those types of situations, I'm not an expert on this, but I think when you fire, my interpretation is when you fire a bunch of really experienced people, you open the door for a bunch of people who probably never thought, like, I could be film, uh, writing about film in the LA Weekly. Like, I, you know, like, yeah. probably not that level. And all of a sudden, holy shit, that job's open. Because when people get those jobs, they stay in those jobs for a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the film critic at the Boston Globe or the film critic at the New York Times, like, you get that job, and for a lot of times, you stay there, like, until oh, they, that's for sick. life. That's sick. Or whatever, oh, you know what, what I mean? For a long job. time. Exactly. Christ. So anyway, so all, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, holy shit, the New York Times has an opening for film critic? It's going to be like a zillion applications, and you can probably be like, we'll pay you a quarter of we paid the last guy, and people will be like, I'll do it. You know what I mean? It's opportunity of a lifetime. Mm. Maybe, you know, LA Weekly is not New York, the New York yeah. Times, but what I'm saying is they can basically fire all the experienced people and bring in a bunch of new people who they can pay less. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like basically like when clubs start putting on DJs who are lesser known, who are definitely not as good, but they take fucking a third of the pay and shit. And that's why you have shittier music. But these motherfuckers be like, the good DJs don't be getting gigs as much. It's yeah. It's basically a lot of new jack DJs be spinning. It's it's all it's and it's such bullshit because it's taking all the people who actually made it like awesome, made made and that being like firing name. all of them and then. And then they put out a statement that was like, we're going to do all this great shit and LA Weekly is going to be so great. And it's like, uh, so you're basically saying that like all these people who had been doing all this work, like you're going to find a bunch of people better than them and they're wrong and you're right. Like you're smarter than them. It blows. Anyway. Just like as a dude who's like a journalist and a writer and shit, like does ever at any point like hurt your heart to see all all these prints like these shit in print just disappearing and like all these publications like suffering these changes and kind of, I don't know, man, like, I don't know. Is it like your art form kind of getting fucked with and taking such a massive change? Does that bother you at all or no, no sad sentimental part of you? Or are you just like awesomely rolling with the punches? That, I mean, I think that's like a really great question. And like, that's what I do. That's, that's, that's do no, here. that's the key right here. And that's like the, like all fucking interesting things. It's really has two sides so on the one side yeah it's like uh local journalism print journalism is dying uh you know it's always it's been hard for a while and now it's only getting harder but you know at the same time it's fucking news on paper words on paper that's not going to be around forever like if you told someone in like 1920 that like they could be reading on like a fucking digital tablet they'd be like that's sick that's fucking you know what i mean like it's not like i'm not nostalgic for paper i think that um, you know that's just a natural change of things but dude in 2017 like look at all the shit that happens every day with like you know uh, what's going on with Trump and the government and all this shit like the Washington Post the New York Times CNN all, and NBC like these news organizations are doing like the fucking best work ever like you know what I mean it's they're the ones who are like exposing all these really fucking like terrifying lies about what's going on in the government and what's going on with fucking trump i mean you know the washington post is like better is like is what's keeping us from fucking so like apocalypse. you, you just kind of bigged up some of like the the journalistic media outlets like papers what do you think about like the news stations though dude like i mean do you do you feel like those news stations are doing like the tv stations no do you think they're on that level or well I, I think that uh, i on the no. one hand, some they do some good work. I'm not gonna like you know they're they're not like absolute trash in terms of like talking about like CNN or NBC, NBC or whatever. MSNBC, CBS, but uh, Fox. they don't like. So I would say that they do some. They have some good reporters and they do some good news gathering. But the format which they pursue, which is like let's bring format. let's bring all these people on stage and be like let's go to you. What do you think? Yeah. Let's go to you. What do you think? And just like basically run around in a big circle and go mm-hmm. nowhere is yeah, painful. It's like on watching your brain. some ESPN shit, some like around the horn shit. Yeah. And I, I mean, dude, like I mean, yeah. you're you're it's way more nicer to them hour, too. It's a twenty-four <laughs> and that's hour the news prob- channel. That's the problem. They got to fill these time slots. Yeah. And so you're getting bullshit. I just honestly. Like, I feel like they're all bought and, and paid for. 
uh, you know, with the exception of maybe, I mean, not the not the print outlets, the 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 news outlets on TV. I even any of them, whether it's Fox or CNBC or MSNBC or fucking CNN or whatever. I don't really feel. I never really looked to them for my news. What do you think of RT? You know, oh, the RT? Russian, yeah. yeah, Russian today. What do you think about that? I mean, uh, I wouldn't claim to be an expert on it, but I believe everything they do is true. And I think it's totally... No, I'm just kidding. Dude, no, uh, dude, their no. shit's... I don't know, man. I go to their shit pretty hard, dude. Oh, yeah? Their shit is pretty... Tell me about it. I don't know. I mean, you know, like, like Larry King's on there, fucking uh, Tom Hartman, Abby Martin. What's the other guy? The fucking Ed, Ed something. What's his fucking name? He's always on, like, MSNBC. Red-headed, chubby dude. Ed some Christ. Whatever. Anyway. So, do you it, like they, it because it's entertaining? Or no, no. Do- it's, like, really good news. It's, like... I mean, I'm sure they're not telling you the fucking honest God's truth about Russia, but everything else they report, especially shit in America, is way more accurate, way more real. Like, dude, you should definitely watch. I mean, they have news stations all in America. It's not like they're in Moscow. Larry King's not in fucking Moscow. It's real. You're looking at me like I'm crazy right now. I don't think it's great. I think it's interesting. Dude, I just think I, it's I can't fascinating. I'm not that- aware of like how accurate their shit is. Like, their shit is an honest, nonpartisan. Uh, okay, so tell me about politics. so this is this is called Russia today. It, yeah, Russia? RT. So tell me about Russia, about the country Russia. Yeah, like tell me what you've learned. It's about It's not about they're not reporting me. on Russia. Ever. Oh, well, do you think that's at all interesting? Do you think I mean, that, that it's, a, true, it's a show I, called Russia Today and they don't tell you anything? I mean, about they Russia? do tell you shit about Russia. But do you it, believe that? Yeah, I do. But it's not. Look, it's not. That's what I'm gonna try it, to it, say. No, man. no, it's, dude. But, but you have all American journalists, ones who have either defected or still work for <laughs> defected, still work for it like these MSNBC and NBC companies there's like it's it's not a bunch of democrats or a bunch of republicans like fucking jabbering back and forth it's people reporting honestly on things that are going on in like the Gaza strip in Africa in South America and the United States you know i mean like they're not all wrapped up in any agenda that I find that MSNBC has one agenda and Fox News has one agenda, and it's pretty fucking clear. I don't think it takes much to notice that. And I would not is, disagree with that like, at I, all. I just would say watch it. As a, as a smart dude, I'd watch um, – I mean, like, these aren't dudes who are See, not – See, here's the thing. I don't have – I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I respect your opinion. I don't yeah. think that you're someone who would just be fooled by some But, I mean, these are notable bullshit. journalists no, on this absolutely, show, on, absolutely. on this channel. But, it, it, you know, um, it's the – you know, I guess it's, 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 you could say that about anything, but it's like, dude, like, uh, you know, like, how do you feel? You know, it's like Al Jazeera, basic guitar. Like, they do great journalism. They yeah. have a lot of in, very smart people and they take it seriously and all that stuff like that. What but that's an about? instrument of the government of Qatar. Yeah. So Russia today yeah. is an instrument of the Russian government. So my point but in bringing I live up, in America. my point in then bringing up that, that a, <laughs> a station that is, t- Russian yeah. is not learn telling you anything about Russia is a bit strange. But I know I look I could watch American TV and they're going to tell me all this shit about Russia whether that's true or not. I can no, take that. No. No, no, no l- they l- don't. L- you, CNN or you, when it doesn't spend any time telling you about what's going on inside Russia. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about like is, RT isn't like for it's not for I mean I guess it's for Russians it's an all English channel it's all I understand. In English I understand it's all Americans yeah but I'm just saying the reporting I'm, d- I'm not I'm not saying they're wrong I'm just oh, saying about like, the let's fist be, fight I'm saying let's be oh, honest let's, let's be honest right I'm just saying <laughs> no, I know, I let's know. admit both sides I know but well, I mean, my point is like yeah they don't tell you a whole lot about Russia but about America or the country I live in I can actually get some honest factual reporting and like and not just about political Guardian, shit dude. like. Yeah, I can read The Guardian. Reading, I think I can get more of an honest opinion, but I'm talking about yeah. on TV okay. uh, and on, on Twitter and on social media. I mean, I can get reporting not just about political shit, but social issues like like police shootings, mass shootings, does, uh, does, things like that. Do they believe that, uh, that the Russians interfered with the 2016 election? They report on it. Honestly, they report on both sides of that. I'm not even going to lie. They report on both sides of that. Meaning what? I mean, they report on things like it happened. That, so no, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm just saying they say things about like like if it was an allegation coming from Trump's camp or Hillary's camp, they report on both of that and they just they just give it the fact. They're not really taking a side on anything American. So, so do they report on like uh, war crimes in Ukraine and stuff like that? I've seen people talk about that on there. That Ed dude. I've also seen Abby Martin talk about it, and and I mean they talk about like war crimes do, everywhere else. Do you I think mean, I don't work for RT, Mark? I don't. I'm not accusing you. Of that. And I'm not I'm saying, saying it's the best, but I would fuck with it over CNN or MSNBC I or would, Fox News. Obviously, that's a no-brainer. Well, I 
and I don't want to be misconstrued. And it doesn't have that corny like uh, format like you're talking about. It's actual yes. like journalism. They I actually yeah. go in the field, report, talk show. It's not like a fucking talk show. show I don't either. want to be misconstrued in saying that, uh, or I don't want to be con- confusing in the sense that I think that CNN and all those shows yeah. are like worthwhile endeavors and they're better because they're not. And I don't think that CNN, as you mentioned, I don't think that they're like some, you know, untouchable, you know, paragon of truth. Like they're compromised by their bias and their stuff. And they're like, they're trying to, it's tough because I think there's people who do take their job seriously as journalists and understand that. Yeah. But I think they are compromised by their own certain things. Like, you know, they, and same thing with Fox News. Like, at Fox News, you're like, I can't believe the shit that you're saying. And CNN, the same way. Yeah. But, but you got to understand, like, nothing goes down <laughs> in Russia without the yeah. okay. Yeah, I know that. From the guy. Like, hey, dude, I used to have a podcast and called Russian Souvenirs. And that's, I know. But that's antithetical to journalism. I mean, you I know. It have, is. It is. It is. But the news reporting, and they don't just report on America. They report on other than Russia, pretty much the whole well, world. That's why I said, and like, in the United yeah. States, news outlets don't report on any international news rarely, unless As, no, unless, unless America is directly involved. Our news is backwards and unless stupid. we're like involved. It's like I get to watch news that is about shit in Africa or Europe that I never see about the protests in Greece and Italy and what the about, riots. But those are, what shit. about the BBC? What about the Guardian? BBC is about, good. You know, I mean, those like, are good too. I'm, I'm not saying they're not. BBC is great. BBC is great. Very intelligent thing. Very much of a writer thing to say. I love the BBC. But RT it's is pretty kind of dope, bro. <laughs> no, I like it, dude. My grandmother likes it. My, you know, but They'll just put you check to out sleep. RT, dude. Okay, Still, right, I'm just okay. saying, there's some good shit on there, dude. Okay, I. Well, that's Larry the thing. King had six well, wives. That's, that's he wouldn't just go to that channel if it wasn't good. He had six wives. That's why the same same thing with Al Jazeera, man. Right? Like they, I think they do yeah. great work. They do interesting investigations or whatever. But are they gonna be like, let's yeah, do a yeah. hard hitting investigation about? Yeah. True, Qatar dude. is building all yeah. these World Cup stadiums for with she's. slave labor for and people are dying at a rate of one a day to build like these like $10 billion temples to rich you know, people. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed, agreed. I mean, there's we're, bi- like, you're we're, the, the, and you I think know, the point you're making yeah. is there's bias journalism everywhere, Jake the Snake, even no, in America. No, government, government influences influence. journalism. And it does. Government I just, influence. I think like. Here in, in the U.S., I think it's more like factions and sort of like rich you know, like the Koch brothers and like yeah, rich yeah, individuals, corporate entities, corporate entities yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in those countries, it's straight up the government, which is like, yeah. the rich entities oftentimes. Well, like in Russia, they're in tied yeah, with the exactly. oligarchs of all the oil shit. Now our country is turning, in that in, turning into that more yeah. blatantly now. True. And before it was like more like an appearance of less. Dude, but you're such a sharp dude. Like I, And I know we have a mutual friend who's a podcast alum, Chris Verone, who kind of transitioned from music journalism and writing to more political journalism and writing... Do you have you ever gotten to write about this kind of shit? You're obviously got a very sharp sword going toe to toe with me, like you're. S- <laughs> well, uh, but we seriously, say, you're no. smart as fuck. You have you ever gotten to write about it? Yeah, well, you know, I, I should probably challenge myself a little more, I guess. But I like I like this format. I like talking better. This I don't know. Tr- hey, dude, this is huh? that's I, the future. I, right I do here. like shit writing. Like obviously, I I love, uh, you know, crafting, writing, and sentences, and I just, I like getting down into the weeds with that shit. But um, but like. Like but in terms of political stuff or like stuff uh, that you know, I think it comes a little bit easier for me just to discuss it with someone. Yeah, and also you know someone like Chris, like it's like you know what? Don't ever compare me to Chris because, and I mean that as the absolute compliment because oh, that dude is a, is a special breed and he's bad about it and he like he fucking Wait kicks down day. doors and you he know does. That's he's, a, he's, he's a serious journalist, yeah, so yeah. you know I did my thing and I, I'm I, I love I'm a journalist and I love writing, but that dude is. Yeah. I feel like if this was the 70s, Chris would have gone to Nam and, like, done some journalism during the war or some shit. Oh, my God, yeah. I picture him in, like, the... With, like, the the fatigues on and everything, yeah. But, I mean, honestly, also... (laughs) With, like, political shit, man, and even me, dude, like, I used to be a lot more political and more... Probably even more active and definitely in my music and my writing. And I'm still smart enough to pay attention to things and know what's going on, but... It's exhausting. And, Super and, exhausting. And, 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 uh, it, but this I, is a special case, man. This is a what special is case. Special case. The time like, we're living in. Th- just think about the past year. Oh yeah. Like uh, there's not been a single day that's gone by where without some crazy shit. Well, it's it's some crazy shit, but like, uh, it's really it's all about Trump. It's really it's the Trump effect into and that's, all and that's parts what he wants, of the culture. Too, and that's that's probably the biggest 
dream was to have, you know, is, is anyone with narcissistic tendencies, like, to have everything be about you all the time, whether good or bad, he revels in it, I'm well, sure. Well, I think the people th- that people are starting to forget after a year of it is, like, dude, you're not supposed to hear news about the president every single day. I know, and he just Like, you're, suppo- you're supposed to just be, like, shit is running fine because we, ha- we built a system and it's tried out and we worked it. There's da-da-da-da, this is working, and, like... You didn't hear about Obama every single day. You didn't hear about Bush every single day. You nah, it wasn't yeah, like day to day drama, but the well, I think this he thing does is things to to make that happen. Exactly. Well, he's Twitter, a for example, he's a narcissist. But it's more like I think it's it's him as an individual is all crazy and not going to get into the whole like you know White House thing. But it's more just like his effect on the U.S. is palpable, dude. Like you feel you see more hate crimes. You, you feel think, more tension. It's do you think awful. Any, like any it's of that really is, ugly. is affected or, or compounded by the fact that he's kind of the first president to be to be president. It's like the height and the full growth of, of social media. Granted, Obama was in there when, during social media, but I mean, social media is at it's it's at its height. And he's he's right there. He's the first one really there. And not just social media, but multimedia being so crazy. The ability for everyone to be able to film things in a high definition. Like, do you think any of that has to do with the fact that just he's right there for? And he's, and he's such a narcissistic dude who's been in the limelight on TV for years. It's like almost the perfect storm, you know? Completely, completely. And that's why people, uh, you know, especially his hardcore supporters and stuff like that, when he does, when he does shit that's like, you know, he'll attack, you know, uh, he'll shit on, you know, like a family, you know, uh, yeah. whatever, you know, he'll do some yeah. anti-Muslim service, just something, one of the many horrible things he's done, <laughs> make, make fun of like a person with a handicap or yeah, whatever, fucking... he'll do that, and his supporters will be like, he will can't... be like, I, they'll love it, because they're like, they like, no wrong in their eyes, man. well, they or like anyone, the aggression man. and kind of stuff yeah, like that, dude, and it's, it's like, it's... once you get into that phase... There's nothing you can do that's bad. Yeah, There's it's it, it, I love it. It's called uh, it's called Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. <laughs> well, dude, think about that's that. Like that crazy, happened a few dude. days ago, know, and if you follow the news, it feels like it happened well, like two years ago. And also, because like, well, Elizabeth Warren was Jeez. is like was a part Native American, but then isn't really though. She fronted on it. Is that a case? Yeah, she so lied about it. The accusation was, um, and Elizabeth Warren is from she, Massachusetts, and she, I generally used to love her. She checked off like, um, you know, oh, when they, on the app on her job application. It was, uh, I think it was a, uh, I think it was a school application. Oh, oh, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. So and then, okay. so she checked it off and whatever. And it's like, so cool. she wasn't running around being like, yo, I'm Native American. No. And okay. it's like, dude, I, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, you shouldn't do that. that. Don't do that. Like, but like I'm like not gonna joke. fucking. That's like a joke. You want me to do burnout? Would say to like somebody else like. Over at the bar, you know, like it's just funny that it's the president doing that. I don't mean funny like in a good way, but like, he, and it's he's just like, like that's dude, ridiculous. Let's crazy. Uh, let's let's pull <laughs> your a, let's pull your jab. file. That's a jab. oh you you want you want to go back over your application? Let's pull your file. Oh shit, uh, we, we can't see your taxes. So sorry. Do you ever watch wrestling WWF back in the day? Oh yeah. Now way Did you back, see the Ric Flair documentary. Oh no, I haven't seen that thirty for thirty, but I okay. really really want to. Way back WrestleMania four came out before I was I was. I had to watch this years down the line because I think it came out when I was like four years old myself. It came out in the 80s and it was a two-part cassette tape renting this from Blockbuster, right? This is where <laughs> Macho Man actually becomes the champion because Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant in the semifinals both like knock each other out and then Macho Man beats like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Anyway, it was at, rest in peace. It was in fucking rest in peace to both of those motherfuckers. They're both dead. Macho Man and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. You know who's still mm-hmm. alive and fucking Jake rich? Jake the fucking Snake Roll. He's not rich. Jake Snake Roberts is still alive though but he's not rich. Uh, the, fucking Hogan. Hogan. Well, we, don't know, we, we know why I got rich. But anyway, yep. my point is WrestleMania 4 was at the Trump place in Atlantic City whatever right right yeah and back then and he wasn't like he was he'd pop in here and there and back then I was like a small little boy and I knew he was a slimy dude <laughs> young, that's all you gotta watch Snizza. all you gotta watch is the old Wrestlemania 4 but yeah dude Hulk Hogan's rich because he sued Gawker so what was the point of that story what happens at Wrestlemania 4 that, that, the tr- it's hosted at Trump's place oh right right and I was, you can see back then yep, that he's yeah, a yep. shady dude so like you didn't he was never was he, cool was he like involved was no, he like a heel but he would come out and, no he wasn't he wasn't like the way he would do it years later no right. he was way less involved but the, you know it was, his name was on everything Vince McMahon and everyone announcing it with, and this is years before Vince McMahon would ever wrestle we're talking like like, like mid to late 80s yeah but uh, four, he would come right, out so. and, and talk with the wrestlers and Vince McMahon here and there and say hi really like regal not like playing it up but you could tell he was just a rich snot I always have this I have a complex against rich people even though some of y'all are awesome oh, well, uh, he's like the just, epitome you know, of the yeah. rich dude mine just stems from insecurities and experiences as, as a child 
you know, but um, I have to give a quick shout out though because <laughs> no, I don't I don't even know. Yeah, I was probably like I don't know two at the time or maybe younger. I don't know. Um, but um, one of the like. You know, I'm I'm not like a boxing scholar. I'm a you know a casual fan, I guess. Not or, like most rappers come fight night on Twitter. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly, right. Corn like, balls. Work that work that left. Dude, the boxing. Yeah. Every rap yeah. dude, or every hip hop dude is awful. a boxing expert. Come fight night. Anyway. Anyway, but a uh, quick shout out to Trump Atlantic <laughs> City because I, that no that casino because I'm pretty sure that was the, well I know that was, that was the um, venue for one of the fights that's like ingrained in my memory even though I watch it after the fact. Tyson Spinks. Oh, dude, that's a fucking such it's a nah, the such most a amazing like sixty fight, seconds in boxing. Well, it's the, just the, like most of the, the most unreal. ill part about it is before the bell rings, is the look on both of the faces are different, right? And not even when they're in the <laughs> ring together. But Couldn't Tyson, have said it better. Tyson's got that face of young, pure determination, still fresh off the streets of Brownsville, still got this killer look to him and this hunger and willingness to prove it. He's got Customato right behind him. He's feeling so confident and a terrified Michael Smicks. And he's the champ. And it's I mean, he's like you could see his petrif- petrified eyes, dude. And, dude, the well, first think, hit, he gets dung. You can tell he's out I think Tyson it. was... He was already... He had one belt. This is when he unified the titles. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and, yeah, this and, is when he unified Spinks the belts. And was the only... And Spinks was like considered like the last best chance of someone and he was Stop undefeated him. at the time Spinks was oh, I didn't yeah know so but you know Terrified. he wasn't like a knockout artist fucking but scared dude this dude's face un- a guy would probably knock you and my he head looked, off with one hand uh looked scared he, as fuck. he looked relieved like when the fight was over and yeah. he was taken out he looked like he was like he, oh thank it didn't i'm go glad well. that's over i mean dude like, tyson just, i don't care was a killing machine dude like there's a lot of great boxers and he might not be the greatest of all time at all but in the period that he reigned, those and that few was like, years, that was, and that was peak Tyson. Yeah, because dude. I mean, that was his that sets off his. That was his he peak, and then peak. shortly after that was uh, no. But he had, a, he had a, I think he had a good couple years right there where, like, two. Well, he was beating people who weren't like considered like Michael Spinks. People were like, giving decent yeah, odds to him, being like they thought he was. But good. even those after guys, that, then he but fought. He was just uh, tearing through him and the knockouts. Yeah. the amount of knockouts. I mean, but they could, were easier. Then he got sloppy and lost a. Well, that's when he started doing drugs and fucking girls. The night before boxing, you're supposed to have blue balls before boxing. They say not blue balls, but you're not supposed to ejaculate. That's what they. That's the myth. Fighters. Mike say. Tyson's like the Mike Tyson stories are like unreal. Unreal. I mean, he's one of the illest dudes ever. This he's the one who, dude who I was like, I would love to like. God, are you kidding me? If someone does a film about his life, they are. They're doing it right now, dude. Yeah, but they. I, Jamie Foxx is playing him. Yeah, but. You know? They, you got to do it right because I mean, that's well, like... Well, it's a biopic, so actually, I have, I have a, if we're going to go back to films and title, and I'm very critical let's. of biopics. Absolutely. Uh, and it's, it's, it's almost foolish to shove a man or a human's whole life into two fucking hours. Exactly. Rarely does it come out good. Now, now, if you take a certain segment in this person's life and do it, I think it can be incredible. Um, I thought the movie that Andre did playing Jimi Hendrix was actually a lot better than it was given credit for. But it only takes place in one, the one year before Jimi Hendrix blew up. That's the whole thing. Just the first year, right before he blew up. That's a nice small chunk of the man's life. You can tell that story. Uh, I think, like, you know, did I don't you know. see uh, Love and Mercy from a couple yes, years ago? Actually, awesome. But it didn't. Very, it was very broken good up well. Exactly, that's that what I'm saying. Pretty well. That's the, the movie about Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Absolutely, go see that if you haven't. Incredible, so good, dude. Paul Dano put on Mad Wave for well, he crushed and, and, it. And the way that they sort of arranged the film with like uh, Dano and then John Cusack, Cusack yeah. and just be- brilliant. It, so I think I I've, I probably even said this the last time because I've been saying this for forever. But I think if you did a really like deep dive, interesting movie about the time where from like Tyson's childhood up until shortly after Customato. Well, oh, Customato died. died. Yeah, before because he fell I think off. like that's when he really kind of started to fall off. Yeah, and that's like the thing. Like yeah. if you if you see all the old interviews with Tyson, oh, or it's read so the books, gangster, it's like, dude. Like Cus, like was the one person in the world who actually changed him from someone who was fearful and hateful I mean, no. of people <sighs> yeah. to being like he was a father it, figure. And then yeah, all of a dude. sudden, like right before he goes to this absolute peak, yeah, thing where he needs the most help and the most and like that, that guidance, he's left out there alone. He loses it, and and what a his, journey he has after that. It's incredible. So a lot of something yeah, that, like that. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. Why yes. wish he get some film? You and I make the movie. Yeah, I just think you that direct. would be. I play Tyson. We so. crush. <laughs> Is that cause appropriation? You'd be like, I'm. They'll buy I'm it. Into it. Yeah. They'll buy you it. You never know. Hey, dude, fucking, uh, you know. 
fucking Tony Montana and Carlito Brigante Du Pacino played fucking <laughs> Latinos twice. Did great. Amazing. Andy Garcia always plays Italians and he's fucking know, Latino. Right? It's funny how they do it, dude. You know, you never know. Godfather 3. I forgot about that one. Oh, God, that's. Those first two are my favorite movies, and I you know, yeah. okay. So check it out my first two favorite movies of all time are Godfather two, then Godfather one. I've never finished the Godfather three. I own it. I've watched it mad times. I've never yeah. fucking finished it. Uh, you, you, I envy you. I envy you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shit on one of the greatest directors of all time right now. Okay, Francis Ford Coppola has three movies in my top ten. Right, Godfather one and two, and Apocalypse Now, and he's done a couple other really good movies, but not really. He's a pretty shitty track record since after. Well, you know why, right? No, I don't know why. He's, well, is he Argentinian too? Or no, he's, he's uh, Italian. He's no, Italian. but he no, he's Italian, he's, well, but he, he grew up in somewhere in South America. No, I don't think so. Are you sure? I'm pretty but sure he, he was raised no, in South America. Now he, I know he has like an attachment to Terry Argentina. Looked that up. Yeah, I thought he was. You sure? I thought he was raised there, but I, Italian. I, it's I. I could be wrong. You could be wrong. But what basically happened Probably with, with him right. is, you know. Um, he lo- he bankrolled himself. He put all his own money into the movies in like the early eighties. Like right after Apocalypse. Oh, I know Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now was all self funded, right? Yeah, bankrolled. But it made a bunch of money and he was good. So he basically like he was riding high and he was like, Let me make this next movie and that next movie bankrupted him for literally like thirty years. What movie? Rumblefish? <laughs> no, it sucked. was the it was like that weird like one in Vegas. One from the heart. One from the heart. God, That's one of the things. Exactly. I don't even know what it that com- is. It completely bombed, Dude. and it cost a ton of money. And literally, he's the whole reason he made Godfather 3 and all these movies after that was to try money. to get out of debt. Well, yeah. good thing his fucking but, daughter like, does well. So well, what I was going to say is, what, what do you think about this crazy thing where, like, everything from, you know, we were both, as we mentioned before, like, kind of the same generation. Everything from our generation right now, in, like, the past, like, two, three years, is coming back, like, a fucking title wave oh you mean like, like remakes and the rebirths of shit and yeah but like like think like f- everything from like star wars with harrison yeah. ford and mark hamill and all the old actors yeah. twin peaks yeah it's true Revival. david lynch x files yep. yeah with like true. the original cast or like remakes of it's, every it's, fucking it's, movie it's, under it's the sun ghostbusters movie. remake everything from like our generation that we loved as a kid is being like remade now, or, re- yeah. or like even Blade Runner? It's like yeah, it's true. Cause well, it, know, it, it allows everything. it allows the people who are marketing it or selling it to to, to do accomplish two things: they get to tap into the nostalgia of the older fans of people our generation who are going to want to see it, and then the younger kids, if they market it cool enough, they don't even know that it was an old thing, and they want to fucking go see it. You, well, you that's know? the thing too. It's like I it's feel like wins on two levels if you didn't, for them. If you weren't like a fan of Blade Runner and been watching that movie yeah. like multiple and times, thing, Blade you would Runner, go in and be like, "What and Blade, the fuck is And this? Blade Runner fell shorter. That's why it didn't do well at the box office because exactly. it wasn't like these other things like Star Wars and in X Files even and shit that people were like young kids were gonna attach to. They did go in there or didn't even go in at all. Right. And and it was a little. It wasn't a straight wasn't up bullshit movie. movie. It was artsy. It was, a, it was yeah. And Villanova so. didn't make it to be like that. And I think that's the thing. People had these high uh, box office expectations because it's a sci-fi movie with a headlining actor. But in an Oscar-winning director, but it, but it, it wasn't supposed to be. It was a real good movie. People think sci-fi and they think it's blockbuster, but that movie wasn't supposed to be taken in like that. Which is and why I problem. give it. I give it that God, extra look credit. At you, look at you tying it in with me, Marty. Like you, my guests, credit. helped me tie it in, but you just tied it in, you motherfucker. Do you want to take over I the podcast, it Terry? In. Yeah, it's you and Marty. I quit.